0: Hi friends and welcome to another episode of Without the Footnotes, not your typical Holocaust lecture. It's me, your host Esther Rini. Um, what a start to the year. I, As you can probably tell from the introduction this week, I am going to do another different episode before starting season two because I just think that I absolutely have to talk about the attempted and failed coup that happened in the United States last Wednesday. Um, So this episode I'm just going to talk over some of the problematic imagery and speech that we heard in relation to the Jewish community and I just want to discuss about why it's important that we take it seriously and we unpack it a little bit and have a talk about Why we need to be hyper aware when this kind of um, stuff is circulating, especially on social media and in the media and, you know, especially when there's been an attempted coup of a government. Um, Yeah, so that's what's going to happen in this episode this week. And then from next week onwards, I promise I will be starting season two where I'll be taking a look at different genocides that have happened so if you will settle in and join me maybe grab a cup of tea get cozy or whatever you're doing take a take a break from work or go for a walk um yeah and just join me as I kind of unpack some little bits and bobs about um yeah some of the stuff that happened last week okay so without further ado here we go So I'm sure we're all aware of the events in Washington last week. You can't escape it. It's all over everywhere. The media, social media, I'm sure um, friends and family and everything have been talking about it, Um, where there was an attempt to overthrow the US government. So last week there was a pro-Trump rally and another one called Stop the Steal, which was referring to what Trump has basically basically been saying since the vote in November that the Democrats were stealing the election from him and the Republican Party and that he has in fact actually won. Now this Stop the Steal rally ended up with far-right protesters breaking into the U.S. Capitol building to to prevent the formalisation of president elect joe biden's election victory victory so to stop them from making that official so from making the fact that biden has won official and at this pro trump rally there was a republic a republican cr- congresswoman who spoke at a save the republic event hosted by Mums for america okay there's a lot a lot of information but she was speaking at an at an event hosted by Mums for America, where she stated the following, and I quote this from the New York Times. Each generation has the responsibility to teach and train the next generation. You know, if we win a few elections, we're still going to be losing, unless we win the hearts and minds of our children. This is the battle. Hitler was right on one thing. He said, whoever has the youth has the future. Our children are being propagandised. So since then and the the sorry the video where you can hear her saying Hitler was right about one thing is the is the part that has been circulating around a lot at the moment and since then she's issued a statement um obviously after receiving a lot of backlash about this statement um in which she said the following And I quote, I sincerely apologise for any harm my words caused and regret using a reference to one of the most evil dictators in history to illustrate the dangers that outside influences can have on our youth. She then also says, while some are trying to intentionally twist my words into something anti-ethical to my beliefs, let me be clear. I am passionately passionately pro-Israel and I will always be a strong advocate and ally of the Jewish community. Now... Why is it important to talk about this? And the reason why I think it's so important is because of the violence that it inflicts on the Jewish community. It's, to me, just as violent as seeing that noose that was erected. So that, that is just as violent for black people as this statement about Hitler is for Jewish people. Because of all the examples she could have used to demonstrate how dangerous outside influences can be on the youth of America, she chose Hitler and we have to ask ourselves why. And when you quote or reference someone favourably, which that's what it sounds like to me is because, in my opinion, you somehow identify with them. So even though it would seem that she hasn't said much, what she has actually done for the white supremacists who we all know affiliate or align themselves with the Republic- Republican Party, is blatantly given Hitler the okay. Then we all look on in horror as we notice that hashtag 6MWE is trending, the meaning of which is circulating that it stands for six million wasn't enough. And there's pictures, there's also that picture going around of the man who's wearing a Camp Auschwitz t shirt or jumper or something with that phrase underneath. And These people aren't some crazy idiot Trump supporters who we can just laugh off. They truly believe in their oppression and that they need to take their country back. So when they say these things, like six million wasn't enough, the threat needs to be taken seriously. So the last thing that we actually need is a person in a position of governmental power reinforcing someone who may be idolised by these far-right groups. We don't need... And then putting that, thing, putting that statement out there and then kind of giving this apology and being like, oh no, well, I didn't mean it like that because the damage has been done. She's adding to the rhetoric that you can use Hitler as some kind of like positive reference which reinforces white, which can help reinforce white supremacist ideology, basically. Um, So yeah, we need to take these things seriously. And that is why I always think it's important to talk and speak on these things that seem kind of trivial, even if the Holocaust has ended 75 years ago, because It is now 2021, and white supremacists, ones that have managed to mobilise themselves into a violent and proactive movement, are attempting a coup of the government of one of the most powerful countries in the world after having been radicalised for the last four years by a businessman who used to present a TV show. If we really look at it like that, we really, really have a serious problem. Like, this isn't something that can just be... Kind of like glossed over or left to be last week news, like this is happening right now. So if we really think about it, and I hate these kind of com- comparisons usually, but Trump really isn't a million miles away from Hitler now at this point. Because if we remember Hitler's failed coup of 1923, then what are we seeing here today? No one took Hitler seriously back then now is the time that we really have to take Trump seriously because of the way that his rhetoric has radicalised people. And I think one of the most troublesome things about a failed coup is the potential for escalation, unless something is done to prosecute and de-radicalise um, the people that are involved in this, who truly, truly believe that they need to overthrow their own government which the more i think about it the more like ins- insane it sounds that this is something that is happening um but i guess history is just destined to repeat itself um yeah and the reason why we have to we have to take note of it is because who will be the first to suffer if heaven forbid these groups were ever successful the people they openly hate so they literally are there at these rallies at this um at this very violent attempt to overthrow the government with absolutely no shame. Their faces are out to the cameras. They are stating their names and where they come from. And it's just blatant for everybody to see. And because they are so convicted in what they believe in, they're not interested in protecting their identity. They're, they really are loud and proud about it. So when somebody wears a T-shirt like this or says some statement using Hitler in a kind of like favored light, it doesn't mean nothing. It is a blatant display of anti-Semitism but also it's blatant proof of the extremist view extremist views that are held and the lengths that they are prepared to go to to move themselves into a position of power which is something that really, really has to be taken seriously. And I honestly, I can't stress enough how important it is right now that um, those who have the power make arrests and prosecute these people like full force of the law um, for what's happened and figure out also how to undo all the damage that has been done by Trump's rhetoric over the years. So, Because over the last four years that's what's emboldened his followers to feel like somehow they are at the point where they need a revolution and that their side and what they're doing is actually like the right side of history. So they have to go for what they want because there's no other alternative like democratic voting to them. Isn't democratic anymore. The election has been stolen from them. So now they are at a point where they will mobilize and use force to restore power where they believe it should be so that's just my thoughts on that initial thing but i've also seen a lot of the following statement being floated floated around saying this is not my america and i think it's also worth saying a few things on this because now isn't the time to disassociate even if personally you don't agree and and if you can't quite believe what you're seeing, America is a nation that was born out of genocide and built on slavery. So just bear with me a second whilst I try to break this down. So the country was quite literally born out of violence and it's also a country that's never had to face its own well, never faced, not never had to, it's definitely had to, but it's never faced its own history properly. So what we see from, there is a through line from the trauma of that violence of a genocide, a genocide to actually birth the nation and then slavery, using slavery to build a nation, not addressing any of that, and then just incorporating all of those violences into a modern day... um, depiction of that if depiction is the right word so just because we think that you know it's 2021 we're more advanced than this we live in the west blah 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 all of that or whatever all of that rhetoric that I just I don't like anyway because I don't think I don't think we can put ourselves in pride of place of anything anymore I think our societies can be as broken as if not more broken than any other society or nation on earth quite literally um but if a country is founded on white supremacy that doesn't just go away if you don't deal with it so it shouldn't be surprising that now especially with the rise of far-right movements across the globe that this is happening in america um so yeah that probably needs a little bit more unpacking but To me, a country that has suffered or inflicted extreme violence and suffering on anyone other than white Americans and then kind of like just got on with it and like not uh, and just ignored it and not addressed it, that stuff doesn't just go away. Those those ways of thinking or those way of teaching your children, that you're teaching your children that you're superior to other people or even just the you know the um the not so obvious uh perpetuation of just white privilege in general extremism exists everywhere and it certainly exists in america and i just i don't know i just think it's not all that surprising um So I guess just what I want to say with this episode is when we see these kinds of things come up, I think we absolutely must take them seriously and don't just kind of like gloss over like you hear another Hitler reference or you see something that, I mean, this was blatantly anti-Semitic, like a t-shirt with Camp Auschwitz or six million wasn't enough is blatant, but there's much more subtle anti-Semitism that you might see in your day to day that I just think we should take note of it, take it seriously. If you feel to act on it, I mean, easiest thing to do, if you see stuff like this on social media, if you see the hashtag, if you see something that's questionable, report it. Don't let this kind of speech and this kind of rhetoric be perpetuated by people. Actually be proactive and do something to counteract what's being put out there and what's being circulated around Um especially when something sensational like this happens, it's really important to be an actual ally of the Jewish community. If, I mean, I don't want to force anybody into any kind of activism, if you want to, but I'm just saying, like, if, if you feel that you are in the capacity to do that, these are the kinds of things that need to be called out. Um, I would especially look at, you know, if you are entering into conversations with people, Um, especially online because people can get really nasty in the comments section and they can you know kind of slyly get away with like saying things or agreeing with certain pictures or certain rhetoric that's going around and I think you know it's it's on all of us to to call that kind of stuff out and recognize it and flag it and just not let it just go by and um and like kind of be like, oh yeah, that thing that happened in the first week of 2021 and then we just don't have to worry about it anymore because you know who is worrying about it? The Jewish community. All of the people that have to see that and be reminded of how they are not accepted by very extreme violent groups in this world, like on this planet. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's like for black people when we're constantly reminded that we're, our black like our lives don't matter as much as white lives do um it's painful, and I think uh that we need to to recognize that if we really want change and we need to speak up and speak out about it and just basically do what we can um so yeah, that is what I have to say about those couple of things that have just been on my mind um the last week with uh everything that's been going on um Now, as we've been talking about America today, I do have a recommended reading that I was just having a little look on my bookshelves and this is actually a book that I, sometimes I forget that I have it and it's called Shared Dreams, Martin Luther King Jr. and the Jewish Community and I'm just going to read the blurb for you. So, many people are familiar with the story of Jewish support for the American civil rights movement, but this history has another side, one that was not fully told until now. Shared Dreams brings to life the impressive, surprising, and long-neglected history of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s efforts in support of the Jewish community. This is a story that sheds new light on the commitment and the relationship between the Jewish and African-American communities as they have struggled together to fight for justice and civil rights in our nation and our lives. And I just thought that that probably couldn't be more perfect. And um, yeah, it doesn't always have to be doom and gloom with reading. Like we can look to um, just some more positive things that are going on and especially um, how we can understand how we relate to each other and how different communities relate to each other is as important as understanding how atrocities happened and what happened and why. Um, So yeah, that's the recommended reading for this week. Um, I think I've already touched on like what a call to action could be. So if you do see any kind of like hate speech or anything, or if you do feel to um, post online and like kind of, you know, just show the Jewish community that you are also an ally and you kind of understand what's going on and how that could feel for them, then please do. And yeah, I think that's, that's all for today. Next week, I'll be starting season two with an episode on the genocide of Indigenous people in North America. So I think that is very apt following on from this episode today. And as ever, please rate, review, subscribe and share. Um, Email me if you have any questions or you just want to chat or you've got any insights or you want to send me anything. I don't know. Um, It's info at withoutthefootnotes.org. And as the first week week and a half of 2021 has been mad i mean are we really surprised yes and no um but i just penned a little funny poem for all those white supremacist or extreme right-wing people that are quite literally trying to overthrow governments and uh and destroy all of our lives um yeah it's a poem and it goes like this our side of history and your side of history are two different things our side of history is the correct one and yours smells like bins. And you know what? I hope that just puts a little smile on your face and I shall catch you next time. Ciao.